Welcome to another episode of Pod for Good, a podcast where we learn from those doing good in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and the world, why they care, what we can do, and most importantly, what you, the listeners, can do. Pod for Good is produced and edited by Ranan Productions, which is me. So again, if you know me and you know the word podcast, remember, I don't just host one. I also make them for other people. For some reason, that is unclear to some. Uh... Pod for Good can be found anywhere you get your podcasts. And so please leave us a review and five stars. And if you're not going to leave us five stars, tell us why. Three star asshole. I, <laughs> I don't like not knowing what that person only kind of quasi likes about Pod for Good. It's probably uh, somebody who didn't like your voice, but did like my voice. So they only did a three star. Son of a bitch. I am, as always, your... Chief Philanthropod and Class Clown for Justice. This this bit's getting real old. Jesse Orch. <laughs> and I'm your Vice Admiral Philanthropod and Class Clown for Justice. Let's just see how long we can keep it going. We did. We're experts. This episode, we are talking to former Rant 9 Productions intern... Carter Combs, who is now, among other things, other than being a great musician, is also sort of the head honcho for FurFest, happening October 8th at the Fur Shop. We talked to Carter about FurFest. We also talk about why you shouldn't Google FurFest and why he is super excited about the Tulsa music scene and wants you to come see it. So enjoy our conversation about FurFest. We are very excited to have, most importantly to me, former intern of Random Productions, but current uh, CEO and president of all things for FurFest, Carter Combs, on the podcast. Carter, how you doing? I'm doing good. Doing good. CEO of all things. Of all things, yeah. yeah. That's a lawsuit waiting to happen yeah. right there. <laughs> Lord and Savior, comma, FurFest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Chief, uh, Chief Furry. I think mm. is, he's, the is yeah. he's the CFO. He's the CFO. CFO. Yeah. Nailed That's it. what they're it. calling it in the underground right now. Yeah. yeah. It's chief. Chief furry off. Chief furrier. Chief I really furrier. am redefining my image as a, as a human being with this whole fur, fur yep. connotation of this name. Yep. yep. Okay. So let, let's get into this. So tell our listeners about Furfest. So Furfest is. Uh, a new music festival that's going to be happening on October 8th at the Fur Shop. That's why it's called Fur Fest. Oh. That's the fun That's the fun trick that we like to play on the ear. You know, you hear Fur Fest, you think of something else, but it's actually a local music festival. So it's at the Fur Shop. Uh, it is on October 8th. It's going to be featuring, I think, 11 um, artists as of right now. That could expand, but I don't want to make any huge promises just yet. But and so, how, you know, other than the people who come in furry costumes by accident, um, <laughs> how how are these bands like? What how is this different from uh, any other music festival that might be happening in town? Well, I mean, there are a few little um, intricacies of the thing that you could argue are a little different. I mean, I'll be honest, a large 
part of why I wanted to do it was because I've, I frequent the first shop. It's a cool little spot. Um, and they have three stages that are built into that place that, um, one of which is like a large outdoor, um, like festival type stage. And they don't really use it that often. And so that was something that I kind of just thought would be, uh, a good idea to capitalize on. And, I'm lucky enough that the GM of the first shop has kind of given me, I mean, essentially she said, here's some money, go play, you know, and like make this thing happen. And so I've gotten to do a, do an insane amount of research on local music, whether it be OKC, Tulsa or the surrounding areas. And, um, it, all kind of is coming from one place as far as the booking goes. And that's, that's that's this guy. So, I mean like all of the, all of the bands and all the artists that we're going to be featuring are all just like untapped, uh, untapped artists, untapped markets, so to speak that like we could probably give some more attention that people might not know about. And it's really cool because, you know, I like to think that I've got a little bit of, I, 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 I'm, I'm very excited about the people that we're bringing into play. And so a lot of them are, like I said, not, not too, they're somewhat of an untapped market of a band or, you know, someone that hasn't gotten, uh, maybe their due diligence as far as like attention goes. And so we're bringing them in. Uh, and I think it's going to be a really fun time. I mean, it's, uh, primarily a rock festival, but we're, we're breaking the genre barrier just a little bit uh, just to see what happens. Yeah. And with um, center of the universe gone forever and hop jam, who knows if that'll ever come back. There is a little bit of a hole in, in Tulsa for, for a rock music festival. Right. Yeah. And like, honestly, one thing that you can call it ugly, you can call it whatever you want. I mean, I, I don't have too much of an opinion on this, but like, there is the common saying when it comes to music, it's all about who, you know, and it's all, I mean, with probably multiple different, uh, little local industries, things like that. That's all about who, you know, well, with this, it really was a matter of let's listen to some music and let's see how much of a following they might have. And then let's see who's good. I mean, if we can, if we know they're good and we can tell like, Oh, they don't, they're not getting a ton of attention. Let's bring them in. That's, that I guess that might be honestly, I didn't even think about this until we start talking about it. That might be ultimately the biggest difference is that this is less about who we know and it's more about who we think would bring a good a good vibe to the atmosphere or whatever. Well, because p- people are always talking about how Tels has a great music scene and it's like something I've always wanted to get more into, but then I'm also like, I don't know who to go see, right? <laughs> well, the, the thing that's also beautiful about Tulsa is that there is overabundance of bands i found out like in in choosing oh my gosh in choosing like the lineup for this thing i mean it's not like we have the the budget to pay like a ton of like of the biggest acts in town but because of that that opens up a new realm of like okay well what are some of these smaller acts that we can look at hundreds i mean hundreds there there are bands in all all different genres, all subgenres of rock, country, hip hop is huge. I mean, we, there's there is plenty, plenty to choose from. So, and I kn- I know, and we can cut this out 
if I'm wrong about this, but you've been in conversations with um, Chris Davis from the Tulsa Creative Engine, correct? Yes. Yeah. And that's, it's one of those things where we'll see what happens. We were kind of, I'm, I'm leaning away from announcing um, too many acts just yet. Cause there is some, there is some like uh, things that we still need to figure out. One thing that I know as someone that works in like a little bit of music business, but I also am in a band and I play with my friends and things like that. Uh, artists are unpredictable people. <laughs> so you might, they might show up, they might not, you know, I don't know. So we're, we're, we're holding off on announcing bands just yet. Um, I mean, I know I sent you guys that press release that says the R or tentative uh, set list, but um, that will be more concrete as time goes on, probably here in a week or two. It's true. Like artists w- have no training in like keeping a calendar and, you know, uh, no organizational <laughs> things. They, they have talent in playing music. And so, right. Um, that happens. I don't know how I learned to do that. Listen, personally. like, uh, I'll tell you who's the worst at this and there's no fault of theirs, but like phys- people, people, physical artists, people who make paintings or, um, like statues or, um, any of those type of things, like trying to do an event around them is incredibly difficult just because they're not <laughs> thinking about that kind of stuff. And, you know, trying to get them to just answer an email is incredibly difficult because they're the the non-email types. And, you know, yeah. so I get it. So for our listeners, like they they see things on on Facebook or wherever that they're on for this festival or that event or that thing. Why should they go to this? Well, I mean, honestly, for one, the first shop alone is a pretty cool environment for something like this. Um, just facilities wise, like I said, that stage, uh, outside. And then the two that are inside, cause you've got the upstairs stage and then the downstairs stage. It's a pretty cool, intimate, uh, setting for something like this, I think. And also, uh, pre-sale tickets are $11 and then general admission will be $16. And that's for an entire day of what I think is some of the coolest uh, bands and artists in Oklahoma right now. So will you be using all three stages during the festival, multiple bands going at once? Yes. And that's, that's a, that's going to be a process as well. We've got, uh, and we've got some loud bands coming. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to figure out how that works. But I mean, it, as far as as far as I'm concerned, they've they've had multiple acts go on at once before and it's been just fine. So, but yeah, pri- primarily right now, um, the way it's looking is the the inside or the indoor uh, downstairs stage and then the outdoor stage are going to be the, the biggest, mm-hmm. the biggest ones. Definitely put the loudest bands outside. So they're blaring right at those incredibly yeah. expensive condo townhouse things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just, I'm still angry. People want to live like that expensive things were put right there. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, you get what you deserve. Uh, Don't even get me started on downtown apartments, dude. That's, yeah. that's a, that's why none of us live there anymore. Music, music and downtown apartment holders just don't, just doesn't, <laughs> nope. doesn't work out completely yeah. well. Not great podcasting spaces either. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so one question that I know Jesse will have as well is is the first shop going to do any themed cocktails yes with the concert oh man write it down i i gotta write that down right yeah. now will we at our level of sponsorship get a 
get a, some get and, some free. Well, no, not free. I mean, I mean, free would be nice, but like a themed cocktail, f- uh, like as a sponsor, like a pod for good cocktail. Shot cocktail for good. For, yeah, shot, shot for, for good. good. Mm, yeah, shot for good. Listen, you, you make that happen. I'm gonna write it down right now. <laughs> I demand that'd it. Be, that'd be y'all's main benefit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, listen, I will Love order it. 20 of those. So. <laughs> I actually did have a shot named after me over there. Sadly enough, at at some point in time in the past. Nice. Nice. But uh, I assumed it, all they yeah. did were uh, the um, uh, five dollar beer and a shot. Do they still do the five dollar beer and a shot? They do. Oh, man. At least last Probably, as, yeah. last time I was there for one of the best birthday parties I've ever been to, uh, uh, where there was also karaoke, where the uh, one of the bartenders had an amazing singing voice. Um, but I was just like, Chris, have you ever been in the upstairs part? I don't think I have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I've been um, one year. I think it was maybe Blue Well Comedy had some some shows in their upstairs that I went to. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. It, it definitely. I mean, it, the way it is designed up there, it looks like a comedy club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, it's a, it's a great space up there. And I mean, it's, it's a, it's a great little, it's like a dive bar, but like a dive bar that has way more room and stuff than you'd expect from a dive bar, yeah, but still yeah, right. keeps the aesthetic, which I like. Right. Yeah. It has the aesthetic of a dive bar, but I don't think it's run like a dive bar. They, they, they care what's I mean, happening inside. Right. It's been around for a while yeah. from what I understand too. I mean, mm-hmm. you can kind of tell with, you know, I mean, it just, yeah, it looks like it's been around for a while. The sign alone outside, mm-hmm. it's like, oh yeah, this has been around for a while. Yeah. Yeah. And when people are hungry, they can just go across the parking lot to that. Oh, mm-hmm. Is that thing closed now? The, the Chinese food slash taco. Well, place? ghost, ghost dragon isn't, is closed. Yes. But they, they still have the, um, the sandwich place. All right. Uh-huh. R.I.P. But that right. closes at like 4 p.m. So it's uh, kind of useless. All right, never mind. I'm taking all They'll that. They'll have a, every so often they got Tacos Don outside. That's nice. Tacos Don Francisco. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Good. Will there be yeah. food trucks at this event? Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, That's yeah. Good. Of course. Just get in line. We got to feed. Yeah. We got to feed people while yep. they're. Just get in line early for those food trucks. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. Oklahoma food trucks, get your shit together. Make things faster. <laughs> Yes, so seriously. Jesse, you say that. So I guess is Boston really fat? Because I've been to food trucks in other states, and I feel like they're just generally all slow unless they're doing like a really easy thing. Um, and maybe it's just the food trucks I went to all were making easy things, but I also feel like there were also like more employees in the truck. Like the truck is, was bigger, um, and so there were like gotcha. three to four employees in there instead of like two. Um, gotcha. Okay. So, and I feel like you and I have waited in especially long lines for food trucks from time hey. to time. I don't know which one you guys are talking about, but I will say that hot dog one downtown does a great job whenever it's right by Reds. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, the one right house? across the Is it street? Doghouse? Is that I'm what it's called? I'm not even sure. But I'll tell you what, they're slinging dogs. Like, they're, I mean, uh, they, it's quick. Get in the, the comments. Seattle, I really like the Seattle dog. It's got like cream cheese, like uh, onions and mustard or something. I never would have thought of cream cheese on a hot dog, but it is really good. Not gonna lie, I think I had that literally just just a week. <laughs> you see, <ago. laughs> yeah. hot dog, hot dog, great food truck food. Doesn't like it really you is. Can make, you it's can much make a faster. Lot of them very quickly, can, yeah, 
Exactly. Listen, Happy. Those like homemade empanadas we had were delicious. I don't know if they needed 45 minutes to be made. Uh, <laughs> you see at a hot dog food truck, it's not as though they can make it much better than just a hot dog you make. It's not like it's not any much worse or much better yeah. than a normal hot dog. Yeah. No, like, so it's just what's weird is while I was in Boston, there was a competition for like the best gourmet grilled cheese food truck. There were like seven of them. And so there was just grilled cheese food trucks everywhere and it was a delight for me um <laughs> so i learned lots of things like you have to use mayonnaise instead of butter for the bread because mayonnaise has a higher uh melting point just for the grilling part not for like on it but the the butter would melt so because it's hot in those food trucks um mm, yeah anyway that's, that's our tangent about food trucks um <laughs> so can you i know you don't want to uh necessarily announce the lineup yet can you can you throw out maybe in your research what was kind of a a cool band that doesn't seem like it gets the recognition that it deserves. If there was anything that kind of struck your fancy when you were researching. Well, one band is actually, it's a group of friends that I went to college with and they're called Hannah, Hannah Rennell and the postman. And they're from Tahlequah. They are like one of the best bands in that I've seen live. Um, it, you know, it's interesting how this, this kind of, uh, the way that we find out about local music is such a like it's such a multi-staged process and it's not like I don't know like they whenever more people see them more people will find out about them because of how good they are they're one of those bands that if you're in the room if you're in the same room as them you are like in awe about like how great their chemistry is. They're basically kind of like a, I, I would, I would say they lean toward, it's like rock music, but they do a little bit of funk and yeah. uh, poppy sound mm-hmm. too. It's fun. So like there are, that that's like one example is Hannah and the postman. Um, and yeah, they're just bands that, uh, they're all, honestly, there were all sorts of bands that I ended up discovering in the last year through all that, through all that listening that I was pretty, pretty shocked and excited about because it just made me it made me honestly it made me think okay this whole thing about the Tulsa music scene and the OKC music scene all this stuff it's not just we're not just blowing smoke up up you know you know what this there is there is an uh, existence of like good local music here mm-hmm. um, and you know well why do you think yeah. that is like I, I like historically, I know why Tulsa like had a music scene at certain points, but like, like right now, why? What is it about Tulsa and Oklahoma City? Well, I think it's two two things come to mind, and they're both essentially polar opposites of each other. One is that some artists, like I said, unpredictable. They don't think in terms of business marketing let's sell this as a product let's put something together for a stage that is for an audience let's do things that people are going to like uh there's there's a struggle with a lot of artists i i do it myself with breaking why you do music on a spiritual level and then why you do it as a performer you know things like that um, why you do it as like if you're trying to sell it as a product that's one thing is it's hard for people to do the business end whenever they are artistically whatever driven people but then 
you have the complete opposite. And that is people that overmarket themselves when they do not have a product to put on stage in the first place. I know I sound kind of like a businessman when it comes to this, but like <laughs> there is kind of two worlds to be recognized. And that is to love what you do and things like that. And like spiritually have the connection with the music that you're creating. But then there's also stepping outside of that a little bit and saying, okay, well, if we're going to uh, pursue music, if we're going to perform it, um, it's not going to be uh, as great unless the audience can get down with it. And basically what I'm saying is like one end is there are musicians and artists that over market themselves and they don't really work on what's going to be on stage. And then there are musicians that do the exact opposite and they under market themselves. That's one way you could dichotomize it. There are probably all sorts of other factors that come into play, but I mean, you've got to make sure no matter what, if you're a musician, if you're wanting to succeed in any, anywhere, like in your small town, in your neighborhood, in the state, in the country, people have to like it. That's the whole, that's that people have to follow you. And that's a pretty difficult thing to, to generate. I mean, it goes beyond, it goes be, I don't know. That's just, that's a hard thing to make happen as a, as an artist or a musician. Yeah. I, I don't know about you, Chris, but like, I don't, it's harder for me to discover music now than it was. Mostly I'm just listening to less music, but also I'm like, mm-hmm. I find new things because either like an algorithm recommends it to me because I'm listening to something else that's kind of like it or somebody plays it for me or like I hear it on a TV show. And I'm like, oh, yeah. that song sounds interesting. Yeah, or I found that um, during COVID, when when the only like things you could do is occasionally there'd be like socially distant outdoor kind of events or concerts, and that was how I discovered a few um, local artists that I hadn't heard. Um, one that still sticks with me is is uh, Nightingale, that was just an they're, they were an awesome, awesome band. Um, they're killer. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're, they're a lot. Of, I mean, they put on a great performance and they're one of those bands that can do it with like three people and they can balloon out to a huge group. But that was one that was, you know, a lot of fun. That, I'm trying to think there was another one. Um, I often pronounce her name wrong. It's either Cassie or Casey Stevens. But, but there, I mean, that was the thing I, I, I tend to, like you, Jesse, I tend to stumble on them. If I happen to be at an event, a festival or something, you know, there happens to be live music at a beer festival we went to, or, you know, I go to Kendall Whittier to, um, you know, their, their farmer's market and sometimes they'll have live music. It's just, it really is just what you happen to stumble because we don't go out every weekend and go to the, all the you know, bars that have live music. Cause there's live music basically every night in Tulsa. If you want to find it, we just don't really go out and do that anymore. And it's exhausting to do that. <laughs> it is exhausting to go. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I love, I love what I do. I love making music and I love seeing people's reaction whenever it is good. But that, that exhausts a large chunk of my desire to go and see um, other bands on a consistent basis. There are some though. I mean, there are, yeah, like Nightingale's great. Um, Dane and the Soup is another band that if I hear about them playing in town, I'm you know I, I heavily consider going. Um, there are 
honestly, there are tons of, well, not tons, but there, there are like a few bands specifically that if I hear their name, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm automatically thinking of going. Yeah. But yeah. But like what you were saying too, is the, the thing of like stumbling upon music that as a, as a performer, I have to consciously always be thinking I'm playing for the people that came to see me that are my friends most likely. And then, um, passers by or whatever people, people just showing up. And I, uh, that, that has helped me a lot because whenever you prepare yourself for performing for strangers, strangers just so happen to like you. Mm-hmm. And when you're on stage, you, you want people to, to like you. Of course. Of course. <laughs> so I, I do also have to call out one of my favorite, um, local artists just because, He's basically been, as far as I know, been doing it for like 20 plus years. And that's Steve Liddell, who now I know he he doesn't do as much live performing. I know he he uh, does does uh, booking at some some of the concert venues here. But Steve Liddell is one that I remember. Jesse, I don't know if you remember this when uh, when East Village Pizza used to be a little club called 818 that mm-hmm. had a little stage in the back and he would play there all the time and we would go and see him. So it's always, I do. One of the things I do enjoy is watching the journey of some local artists, especially, you know, it's always awesome when they can go and sort of graduate to a bigger stage somewhere else, but also to see the ones that stay here and grow and experiment with music and do cool stuff is also fun to see. Sure. So speaking of, musicians playing and doing their own thing how like following you on facebook like i've seen you performing a lot like how is that going on separate from you know being the cfo of furfest um <laughs> <clears throat> like how how the is your how is your how, yeah how is your like it. musician career going it's going good man I, I i love it i mean uh i love it i do this only at this point. Like right now I, I just do booking and then event planning for like things like this and, uh, performing music and creating music with my friends. It's, uh, it's pretty great. Um, I, I'm, I mean, I'm fortunate that I get to be able to do this, things like this. Um, performing is fun because, whenever you do a good job and other people recognize it, that means there's a connection being uh, established between the two of you. That's kind of unlike any other connection because you pull out a song they like, or you just do a song that they just so happen to like, or, you know, and it's new to them. Um, It's, it's, it's fun getting to do that. And I will say like, sometimes I, you know, I, I tend to meet certain, certain musicians and artists that I can't tell if they're enjoying what they're doing. And that's something that I wish was talked about a little bit more, but it's not, uh, in the community of musicians. But like, for me, I love being on stage. I love making a crowd feel good and I love getting loud. And then if, if we get quiet and everyone's following us, it feels good because they followed us all the way down to the, the the quietest moment. Um, that's, that's a lot of fun. And recording is a whole nother process that I love to, um, that's, you know, 
it's it's all it's all a really good time i, I like i like music because i kind of get to um spread my my wings as far as multiple different interests that i have because i like doing meticulous work too it's not all the time you know i mean like you said earlier I, I interned for you i used to edit the podcasts and i still do things like that like every so often just little little music music related things that i have to be very very like focused in on and things like that um but with that being said music also has very unpredictable moments it has uh business related decisions that you have to make and there's a whole marketing aspect to it there's this it really is an entire beast that occupies a lot of time and i'm lucky enough to get to uh be able to do that all the time so i yeah i definitely love doing what i'm doing will you be performing at Furfest? oh yeah excellent <laughs> oh yeah that's right don't get it twisted. That's right. This is a, hey, there's a reason behind this, yeah. right? No, hey. <laughs> it's like how if, if Jesse ever starts some sort of like a, a podcasting convention in Tulsa, you know that that he's going to yeah, be I would be the keynote speaker. Capacities. So, yeah. Dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. No, whenever we started doing this, in the back of my mind, I was like, there's no way we're not going to play at this thing. Like, we have to. This is this is not. It, it's, it's worth the work if we get to play as well. So That's we're right. playing. That's awesome. Yeah. So we can say that Studio House Project, they will be on the stage at, at Furfest. There you go. You heard it here, possibly That's second. Right. Um, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Maybe first for some people. Uh, That's right. Yeah. We'll see. We'll find out. So for, um, what, what's what been the hardest part of trying to put together a, a uh, music festival? Paying artists. That's that's easily. And it, it's it's hard to because, you know. Uh, there the the classic story with musicians and the and the musicians community is not getting paid enough. Mm-hmm. So like, whenever you're in a position like I am, I'm a musician, and I'm also a booking person. So I do my best to really meet in the middle on some of those things. And with this 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 event is small enough to where we're we're getting everyone paid what they want um and what they've requested and it's great i mean it's going to work out that way um but you do kind of you know you hear you hear horror stories about uh festivals not paying their artists anything and you know take whatever take whatever side or whatever opinion you want on it it does kind of just suck but it's not i don't know it's not a blame one person kind of deal in my mind but um that that's been the biggest thing. So we've been doing sponsorships, like telling organizations like or businesses, if you give us this amount of money, we'll give you these little benefits that come with it. And ultimately you'll just be paying for a group to come and perform, uh, that we've been wanting to book. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard. It's hard to make that happen because, you know, there are bands that have had a presence in Tulsa for a while and they're a little expensive. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We got to, we got to, you know, ask those questions and make stuff like that happen. That's that, that can be difficult, but you know, it's all worth it. Mm -hmm. So does that mean that uh, a sponsor can, can be like um, a particular band presented by so-and-so? 
Well, uh, yeah, I don't know. I actually did think about that because there was a period of time there where we were like, we 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 want people to sponsor uh, bands that we we have on our list of, of uh, consideration. Mm-hmm. And I did I did think I was like, so, so what does that mean? Does that mean that there's going to be some sort of banner that says, you know, One Oak presents? You know, actually they're not. I love they're it. not even involved, but. Uh, Listen, I think no slander yeah. on one oak. I don't know why I just threw them out. That's there. fine. They know what they it's did. Fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like if if you we prefer listen, one gas on this podcast, yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> one right. gas yeah. podcast. Yeah. Um, there's a friend of mine to be very upset about me just saying that. Um, <laughs> but uh, I mean, so like again, like Pot for Good's hoping to be a sponsor. I mean, we're going to be a sponsor. It's just how much I can afford at the time. Um, that's okay. But like, if we can be the, the, the sponsor for your band, like I'm a hundred percent behind that. That'd be hilarious. Um, <laughs> I'm in, Yeah, I'm in. Uh, I'll just tell everyone in the band we're getting sponsored yeah, by you guys. Yeah. I'm not even going to ask. And, them. Like, <laughs> and I want, I want a shot. I want a pot for good shot, shot for good. Uh, Y'all got any t-shirts that we could wear when we play? Um, Cause we might just, just he's working on t-shirts. some, I'm working on, Jesse's I'm working on that. Cause we're going to have our uh, anniversary yeah. show here and under a month. I got to get shirts. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm scared. I'm scared because it's going to cost a lot of money that I don't have. But get uh, on it. I know. Like, who's making your shirts for Furfest? <laughs> oh God, uh, Mythic Printing. Okay, who's your contact there? Sh- shouts out Mythic Printing. I don't know. I'll give. You, I'll, I'll All send right. you the email. I've been wanting to reach out to them. So did you send an email? Yeah, I want. They're cool. I yeah. want that. So I want, uh, listen, I'm not cheaping out on these pot for good shirts. I can tell you that. He's got the tribe. They were very. They they're very supportive. So, um, no, we'll have shirts. You can shoot them out of a, a cannon. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Do you have a, a shirt cannon, Jesse? Do, do, do we need it? Listen, I'll put it on the business credit card. So <laughs> I swear to God, if you get a shirt cannon, you get me some shirts. I will, I will 100% fire off. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I did once for a job, look up how much shirt, like shirt guns cost. <laughs> they are ridiculously expensive. Um, oh, really? but I think you can rent them. So I will find out about renting one. So because that'd be great. They're powerful. They are powerful. Um, Just ask the internet, Jesse. Maybe somebody you know has one. You know a lot of people. I do know a lot of people. There you go. Um, and and some of some of those people will get the wristbands that we will get as sponsors to come to this event. Yeah, that's so right. That's, that's very exciting. All right. So again, sell our sell our listeners on why they should come to Furfest. Well. No matter what, you will be supporting something that I think is coming from a good place. Uh, this is like the beta version of uh, the Fur Fest. Uh, but at the same time, with the work that's been put in and uh, um, the artists that we have coming this year, I think it's going to be worth it for anyone to come out for $15 for, uh, or sorry, $16 for a day's worth of uh, good rock and roll music in coming from Tulsa and OKC. Every band has been listened to and studied and it all, it all makes sense that they uh, are on the same stage and sharing the same space because they're all really good at what they do. And I mean, if you are a music lover, I think you will uh, see the same thing that I do. Well, I, I, Plus, there's yeah. a good chance that you'll see Jesse and I there. Oh yeah. If if Jess, yeah, if Jesse and Chris are there, you'll and we'll, in the in the t-shirt gun. Yep. <laughs> it's gonna get violent. Pod for shots or sh- shot for goods for everybody. 
Shots for good. Shots uh, for good. Shots for good. The better name. Uh, and you need to make sure that nobody gets mod Flanders. Did, 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 didn't you get mod, killed by a t-shirt gun on The Simpsons? Oh, maybe. Gosh, I don't know. Pretty sure Homer moved out Pull of the way up. and she I'm got hit sure. by a. Well, by that's a her own fault gun. then. So, <laughs> um, so you, to help you, Carter, we're gonna we're gonna end our conversation now so that it's not an incredibly long episode that no one listens to. We're gonna keep this in the time zone, the time range that people actually that is... actually would like. Um, <laughs> hey, so that people that actually listen to okay. it. Um, so, how can people? Yes, where do they go Get now? Get updates, learn more about the festival, and keep up to date, buy tickets when they're available, all that stuff. So you can um, learn more about it at just the First Shop's Facebook page, but we'll also be putting up uh, pre-sale tickets on a website called Fansub, fansub.live, and we'll send out the link for that as time gets closer Uh I'm sure you guys can attach the link to it yes. or something like that whenever this releases. We but uh, yeah, we, we can tell you do not Google for a fest because you will be sent to, and I quote, uh, Oh yeah. The uh, Midwest for a fest. Say it. Uh, Midwest for a fest. Yeah, right. It's a furry convention that takes place in Rosemont, Illinois, usually the second weekend after Thanksgiving. So, which again, no, we, nothing against furries, but this is not that. I mean, it could be. Sure. Hey, we're not, no. Yeah. We're not being hateful. No, yeah. yeah. But it is furries, hilarious. Furries are welcome to Furfest. Yes. As long as they buy yes. their tickets and want to yes. enjoy music. Yeah. That's right. Listen. They're gonna be yeah. they're gonna be let down when they arrive <laughs> and they see that it's just normal if, people if furry in t-shirts up, and jeans. Yeah, I will buy them each a shot. So for <laughs> okay. each furry Shots for good. Yeah. That's right. You'll get a shot for good. They deserve it because you know, <laughs> those things those costumes get hot. So yeah. It needs to hydrate. I can't imagine. Uh, I actually looked it up on Google the other day. It was the first time I did that. And I had I had someone tell me, they were like, you, dude, you need to Google Furfest. <laughs> I was like, all right, I know it's going to pop up. Yeah. But listen, I was, I was, yeah. I'm just happy it was like a, I would say like a regular furry convention. So we'll, we'll, our listeners, I mean, it had that. a, well, it had like when you search something on Google and then like the it, it had the thing pop up on the right end of the screen, which whenever you Google something and something pops yeah. up on the right, it looks a little bit more like established. So, yeah, it did. It, it looks it's 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 mm-hmm. they're keeping it PG. I think. Yeah. For the most part. Oh, yeah. I have no idea what I'm talking that's about, right. by the way. I don't know if that's true. Listen, you're on a podcast. That's how we roll. So I don't know if you can see this, uh, but here's Homer. <laughs> the T-shirts. Oh, my Homer God. ducks. And Maud gets hit by a bunch of T-shirts, knocked off a grandstand, and dies. Here, uh, pull your ca- pull your phone back a little bit. I'm wa- I want to add a marker so that we can share this as a screenshot. Oh. All right, hold, a little bit closer. There we go. All right, excellent. So we'll share that. So yes, as long as there's no like open windows or um, if it's outside, yeah. nobody's standing up on really high stands. It should be fine. Yeah. You gotta get a license to shoot something like that. <laughs> Not in Oklahoma, you don't. <laughs> so uh, we yeah. almost went the whole time without it, without it getting political. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, so the, that the, was political. Yeah. That that hey, too so political, the, right? The, there. These are all Christian rock bands, right? No, I'm just all right I'm, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, no, no. Uh, well, we got skillet. Yeah. <laughs> we got newsboys. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> nice. Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, what's what's Flippo's favorite band that we make fun of him for? Um, MXPX. Yeah, we go. Uh, we got Hillsong. <laughs> Hillsong, I know. Um, 
Yeah. Well, uh, Carter, this was great catching up with you. I'm glad. I'm glad you're doing what you love. And um, that's right. Thank you. Not working at a job you hate, as was once true. Not working for me. I'm not talking. About uh, I was going to say. Sure. Yeah, I, was, I hope you were referring to yours. I was like, you guys. wow. No, 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 no. No, I appreciate you guys letting me come on, and of course, I appreciate you guys letting me edit the pod whenever I was doing it. That was a. Uh, that was a good old time. Listen, yeah, I learned yeah. a lot. Jesse turn, was happier then. Yeah, I was happier then. And in turn, he wasn't <laughs> getting paid by me, but was getting paid. It was perfect. I, it was pretty great. I dream of yeah. that every day. Um, yeah. Well, uh, Car, thank you. Those we, were the days. we look forward to uh, supporting the Fur Fest and yeah. obviously seeing you there and, um, you know, um, hopefully with a t shirt cannon or t shirt gun. Hopefully. Um, t shirt cannon. You won't get really. in unless you have one. All right. Uh, listen. listen, Jesse, I. There, you can you can do it. There are there are slingshots that are big enough to do it. They're not as mm. quite as exciting, but maybe less dangerous too. So something to think mm-hmm. about. All right, t-shirt uh, slingshots. I'll look into it. I'm in. <laughs> All right, I'm in. Well, uh, well, I'm I'm trying to decide whether we just fade out with that or always end on a strong again. joke. <laughs> All right, yeah. Three hundred thirty dollars. Screw you, eBay. I'm not paying that for a t-shirt launcher. <laughs> If you're like me, you might hear estate planning and go, ugh, gross. You might think to yourself, I'm not sure why I'd bother with that. Estate planning is only for the uber rich. Tallgrass begs to differ. Tallgrass founding attorneys Laurel and Riley think everyone should have an estate plan. They know estate planning seems untouchable to a lot of folks, like something you have to do inside a stuffy law firm of stuffy McLawyer Pants Esquire. But I promise you, Tallgrass is nothing like that. For one, they work out of their home so their clients can feel at home. They obsess, because they're nerds, over making clients feel like they belong and are supposed to be there. Also, their kids might make an appearance. They will take time to answer all of your questions, even the uncomfortable ones. They will work relentlessly to make sure your plan is exactly what you need to feel secure and at peace. So if you've been putting off planning for what's going to happen after you've gone, it's time for you to give Tallgrass a call at 918 918- Seven seven zero eight nine four zero, and start your plan today, or visit their website at tallgrassestateplanning.com and schedule a free initial consultation for free. It's right there on the website. And of course, there's more because this is a podcast ad. If you tell them you're a Pot for Good listener, they're gonna take twenty five percent off their service fees. Just tell them Pot for Good sent you. Stop thinking estate planning isn't for you and give Tallgrass a call today at nine one eight. 770-8940 or on their website, which I'm not going to read out to you again. It's in our show notes. Thank you, Tallgrass. Thank you all for listening to our episode with Carter. You can grab tickets for for Fest, as we like to call it here, at fansub.live backslash e backslash furfest. We'll put that in the show notes so you don't have to get a pen out. And that's the that's the short link for where it actually takes you, which I'm not going to spell out because it is long. But go buy your tickets. Go. Pop for Good is very excited to be a sponsor, even though Chris and I sadly will not be able to be there. But live music is awesome. The, uh, the first shop is awesome. Go enjoy it. And please go subscribe to Pop for Good anywhere you get your podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and whatnot. Leave us a review if you can. And as always, Tulsa, get it done. And Broken Arrow, get your shit together. Soon becoming to a t-shirt. <laughs>